0: As Missouri welcomes number 1 Georgia to town on Saturday, I want to give you my take on the Bulldogs against Kent State this past week. How would I try to pull this monumental upset? Well, let's talk about all that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou Mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And you know what I, I want to start quickly here by just apologizing for not having a Wednesday show yesterday unfortunately had a bit of a family emergency come up yesterday and well i'll I'll explain toward the end of the episode but first of course we got a lead here with Missouri against the Georgia Bulldogs and well Georgia a somewhat surprising a somewhat surprisingly close game against Kent State this past Saturday and you know, there were some slight vulnerabilities. I went back and watched basically 90% of that game. I'd say I probably turned it off with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. But it's important to note that a lot of Georgia's problems were early turnovers. In fact, Ladd McConkey had a tough game, especially in the first half for Georgia. Obviously played better in the second half if you watch that ball game. But a muffed punt by McConkey, He lost... Lost a fumble at one point, dropped a long pass as well, so he was really having a tough game, but he's a solid player, came back and did well in the second half. But I will say that Georgia's seemingly, their reliance on McConkie as a wide receiver was a little bit alarming, I would say, if if you're a Georgia fan, in my opinion. Now, don't get me wrong. Those tight ends are absolutely insane. I mean, my goodness, my goodness. Brock Bowers took the second play from scrimmage on a tight end jet sweep, by the way. How many people even run that play? But he took it 75 yards to the house, basically untouched. Now, I'm not sure I've ever seen I've I've rarely even seen that play run all that often until the last couple years here. I'm quite certain I've never seen a tight end take 175 yards to the house on a rushing play that was absolutely incredible and by the way they used that play later for another score in the red zone but I'll tell you the the rest of the Georgia wide receiving core just didn't really stand out to me I will say that's one thing that could be a slight vulnerability for the Bulldogs but you know what if Stetson Bennett has all day in the pocket to stand there and throw I don't think it really matters That's for darn sure. I'll certainly admit that. Now, by the way, speaking of of tight ends, not only is Brock Bowers obviously incredible. If you've paid any attention to college football last year, you've got to be well aware of that. But a younger kid for Georgia, their second tight end, Darnell Washington, just a mountain of a man and certainly isn't going to get as much target volume or rushing attempts that's for sure as Brock Bowers does who now has three touchdowns on the year on the ground by the way that's pretty amazing but Darnell Washington I mean he's so big and athletic at the same time yes he's a real weapon as in the passing game at that size but my goodness he's basically you're a sixth offensive lineman out there either he is He is an impressive athlete and a heck of a prospect for Georgia and just a real problem for any team, Mizzou included. But you know what? It almost is as if Missouri should maybe put Carnell, Dalen Carnell, and Martez Manuel on the field more to maybe cover both of those tight ends, but certainly Brock Bowers is obviously your number one problem there. From there, McConkie definitely is the guy – That Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, looks to most often, again, a solid player, maybe an unspectacular player, though. I I don't know that, again, Georgia's wide receiver core is maybe a slight vulnerability there. But like I said before, if Missouri's front seven, if they can't put any pressure on Stetson Bennett, it's it's not going to really matter whatsoever. So again, a lot of turnovers for Georgia early, a a dead 11 a.m. crowd, a crowd that's, you know, probably a little spoiled coming off the national championship and watching its team give up, I don't know, 10 points or something like that in the first two ball games of the season or three ball games, whatever it was. It's kind of understandable that, you know, maybe not the best performance by Georgia. But at the same time, I think some of that is a little bit of fool's gold. Let's put it that way. Now, obviously, with the exception of the wonderful 2013 victory in Athens and also the heartbreaking one-point loss, Isaiah McKenzie catching the winning touchdown for the Bulldogs in Barry Odom's first season in 2016 in Columbia. Well, other than that, the Bulldogs have completely mauled Missouri for the most part. I suppose if you want to call the 2015-9-6 ball game in Athens – That was close, too. I barely even remembered that one, as you can see. But you know what? One thing I've definitely remembered in recent years is that Georgia tends to block at least one Missouri punt in seemingly every game. Now, I know we're talking at least three out of the last four seasons. Georgia blocked a Missouri punt for a safety last season. 2020 in Columbia, definitely a blocked punt in the Missouri end zone as well. I think we, we survived 2019, but also Drew Locke's senior year. I promise you there was a blocked punt in that game as well. So three out of four years. And that's the one thing about Georgia. That isn't a total coincidence. They, put, they have really, really good athletes on special teams. And, well, one thing I would actually do if I were Missouri if I really want to win this ball game and why the heck not? Why shouldn't you want to win it? I understand the Missouri's a 28 point underdog over at betonline.net, but to me, this is an opportunity for Missouri to fake a punt. I think this is the ball game, this is the opponent to fake a punt in this game because well, actually Kent State did it last week, and actually it's the second successful punt fake that Georgia has given up in this young season. Now, perhaps their special teams coach will have adjusted after those two punt fakes I just brought up, those two successful ones. But again, you're a 28-point underdog. It's time to take a chance. There's got to be a moment in that ball game where you can catch Georgia by surprise and just catch them being aggressive. Quite frankly, they love to get after the punter and try to block those kicks. Again, three out of the last four years, they've done it to Missouri. They did it last week to Kent State. Well, like again, like I say, while that's scary, that leaves them vulnerable to the punt fake as well. So, if you are Missouri, let your let your freak flag hang out and just go for it, literally and figuratively, at least once on Saturday. And you know what? I made the case for doing at least one punt fake and realistically just one right one punt fake is good enough but I think Missouri because they're 28 point underdogs should be aggressive on fourth downs in general so I want to make the case for that and also some other slight vulnerabilities maybe that Georgia showed last week but first let's talk about our title sponsor, which is BetOnline. And over at BetOnline.net, like I said, Missouri 28-point underdogs. But also the total for the game, fairly interesting. Pretty much in line with about Missouri and Auburn last week. Total is 54 even right now. I'd probably lean toward the under just because, again, I don't really trust Missouri's offense to score a ton of points in this game for obvious reasons. But at the same time, Georgia, one of the best teams in the country, hard to know what their total is going to be either. So let's lean maybe toward the under, I'm more biased toward the under anyway. I'm not ready to officially make that my pick yet. Tune in on Friday's show and I'll let you know if it is or not. But no matter what you're into, whether you're into that particular bet or not, there's always, of course, dozens of college football games to get into. The NFL, the NBA is coming, hockey's coming. Mixed martial arts, the World Cup is coming, of course, club soccer is all going on. Well, guess what? They've got you covered with all of it over at Online, where the game starts. Now, obviously, it doesn't take a, a rocket surgeon to figure out that The reason I want Missouri to be aggressive on fourth downs in this ball game is because they're huge underdogs. Duh, right? Well, not only do I want Missouri to be aggressive, especially on, say, a fourth and two, a fourth and three, something like that, well, I'd like to see Eli Drinkwitz get back to something I had praised him for his first couple years that I just haven't totally seen so far this year. I thought... You know, we've complained a little bit, and by we, I mean me and many other people, uh, Mizzou fans have complained that the passing game, a little bit too much horizontal versus vertical at times, maybe a little bit too conservative there. But to me, one of the big pluses of Drinkwitz, his offensive philosophy, the the first couple seasons here in Columbia is that. In short yardage situations, especially fourth down situations, these sort of special scenarios, if you will, situational football, well, I think Drinkwitz has been pretty darn good on that so far. This season so far, though, it just seems like some of that's been a little bit lacking. So perhaps we've saved some plays that maybe worked in the past that will dust off again this year, maybe some new stuff. I'm not really sure, but Regardless, not only do I think Missouri should be aggressive in terms of fourth downs, I think they should be aggressive in terms of pace as well. And here's what I mean. I actually don't want Missouri to be Josh Heupel, that offense again. I don't want them to be what the Tennessee Volunteers are doing right now. What I do want them to do, though, is to hurry up the line of scrimmage, and if they find a personnel group that's working, well, stick with it for a few plays and force Georgia to keep its same defense on the field because potentially, in theory, that could negate some of their depth advantage. That's something that, obviously, with the the four- and five-star prospects that they just pile on each and every year for the past few seasons since Kirby Smart has been the Georgia head coach, clearly at some point they're going to have a depth advantage. So if you're Missouri Try to negate that. Try to just make it your first string against your first string because I actually think you've got a better chance with that while still obviously you're at a disadvantage, but I still think you have a better shot there than allowing Georgia to constantly rotate defensive linemen. I really think that that's something that Missouri should consider. But again, not Josh Heupel. I don't want them to snap the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock. Get up to the line, look at it, Don't allow them to substitute because you don't substitute, and then come off, look to the sidelines, take your time, and get into the right play. I think that's at least something that could at least potentially give Missouri a slight advantage. Now, by the way, this next take is going to be ironic because I just said that we Missouri fans like to complain about horizontal passing, especially when it's not working, right? Well... If you watch the Kent State ball game, they actually got probably their biggest chunk plays and some of their most effective plays were screen passes. And screen passes not only to the wide receivers to the outside, but also to the running backs as all. As well, excuse me. So I will say that, by the way, if you do happen to hit some big plays against Georgia, and it's possible, they can be overly aggressive at times, but I'll say this, you better get it into the end zone, because if they shove you out at the two or three yard line, their red zone defense is brutally stout, to say the least. So if you ever get, if you get a couple shots at some big plays, you better pound it into the end zone, probably on that very, very snap. And speaking of the red zone, offensively, well, the Bulldogs sort of do their version of sort of a hurry up and wait offense that I just described here. Almost the opposite, though, because one thing Georgia that Missouri's defense has to be ready for in the red zone or really any short yardage situation, if Georgia is just sitting in the huddle and waiting for the clock to bleed down, the play clock that is, and they still haven't exited the huddle with about 15 seconds left on the clock, well, don't relax if you're the Missouri defense. In fact, get lined up right now in the defense you want to be in because Georgia is going to break the huddle with about nine seconds left on the play clock, line up as quickly as they possibly can, and immediately snap the football. And in fact... If Georgia does that, maybe be ready to jump offsides even. It's, or jump the snap count, okay? and Don't worry about being offsides because if it's first and goal from the two, well, guess what? That extra yard probably worth the risk of giving up to try to get some big havoc tackle for loss play. But when Georgia do, does this, seemingly they're either going to do one of two things. They're either going to line it up when they snap it quickly. They're going to run a quick run play probably a dive play right up the middle of the the teeth of the defense, or it's just a quick throw out to the running back in the flat. That seems to be their their weapons of choice in that particular situation. So if you're the Missouri defense, be ready for that, especially in those, again, red zone, real special short yardage type situations because that's something that they like to do. And they do it very effectively. And obviously, watch Brock Bowers coming around the end on those tight end jet sweeps as well. That's a real unique look for any defense. But obviously, this is going to be a huge challenge for this Missouri defense, which has, for the most part, been pretty, pretty darn good so far. And coming up, it sure seems like Harrison Mevis still has all the confidence in the world after missing a potential game winner against Auburn this past Saturday. And Maybe more importantly, his teammates have all the confidence in him still as well. But I'll tell you, I know something that you should have confidence in, and that's LinkedIn Jobs, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a gamble for your small business. But. You want to be 100% confident that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Well, that's why there's LinkedIn Jobs, and LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You see, they helped my small business do it. We found some dance teachers on LinkedIn Jobs. Good stuff, good people. Really was really just helped Quicken the process and really made it a successful one at that with their simple tools like screening questions, where you can narrow down your candidates with the right skills and experience. It's why LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post. Your job, a for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I think Missouri fans are still smarting a bit after that heartbreaking loss to Auburn. But to the players' credit, it seems like they're trying to take a next play, next game, 1-0 and mentality, whatever, whatever cliche you want to use. And Harrison Mevis said recently, I'm as confident as ever. And in response to that, on his Twitter page, Ennis Rakestraw, the Missouri corner, said, taking him over any kicker, no matter about the game, he made game winners and clutch, clutch kicks since he been here. Hashtag Mizzou, hashtag thicker kicker. So I think what that speaks to is, number one, I think those type of moments, when your teammates. Over the years like that, you know, Rakestraw and Meevis, their times have intersected here. And I think when you have those kind of moments with your teammates like that, game winners against Arkansas, that kind of thing, you know, it, it creates bonds and it creates confidence in your teammates. And I think it takes more than just one bad moment to shatter that confidence and that camaraderie in a locker room. And you know what? It's that kind of camaraderie that sort of makes a football locker room like a family and well sadly unfortunately the reason I wasn't here yesterday is well lost lost a member of my family we had to we had to put do- down my dog porter unexpectedly yesterday porter was about 16 years old he was a really good guy a mixed lab breed you know we had sort of seen this coming for a while i hate to say it but you know it's always it's always a shocker when it happens but i'll just say speaking of family you know, it really felt like my dog Porter and my other dog Riley, the Westie who we had to put down a few years ago. Well, they sort of made my wife and I family before we even were family. And that's kind of one of the beautiful things of dogs. I'll tell you that because again, like I said, before my wife and I even got married, it really felt like those dogs sort of completed the circle and you know, it's it's sort of a beautiful thing. So, Hey, Ladies out there, if you want your boyfriend to propose, get a dog. They bring the whole thing together. Just trust me; I know from experience. But seriously, folks, just a a great dog. What can I say? I I, I feel like I'm I'm searching for words here. I, a lot of emotions and all that stuff. But Porter, I love you, buddy, and I'll see you again someday. So, with all that being said, before I become a complete mess here let's get out of here and by the way definitely check out tomorrow's program i'll have my official pick against the bulldogs and probably a little project run play as well we'll see what kind of uniforms missouri comes out with hopefully not gold helmets fingers crossed but anyway until then i'm john miller and thanks as always for listening to locked on mizzou